When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX. Place just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. It's just that easy. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters, and we are live at Gila River Arena, our first ever post-game show live from the arena. Yeah, a remote show for the whole crew. I tell you what, first I want to take my hats off to everybody that made this happen with PHNX. It's an amazing undertaking yeah. getting this show to move from our studio downtown to being live, live at Gila River Glendale. Arena. Yeah, so we're... Now we can go talk about the game. Now, and what a game it was. I mean, I... 7-4 final, there was just a fight right at the end, a day, another game misconducts, a couple of ejections. It didn't look like it was going to be that way in the beginning, honestly. like you, you I, know? I felt like my just initial takeaway is the first half of the game, I felt like the Cuddies had control, and, and then it just went off the rails. You know, through 30 minutes of this game, the Coyotes played strong. I thought they had the better of the offensive zone chances, again, similar to what we saw in Columbus, um, where they came out good offensively, they had great attempts at the net. Um, it just, the tide turned in the second. And I mean, when it turned, it turned hard. <laughs> yeah. you, got a, you got a tripping penalty by Andrew Ladd halfway through the period. Um, a little scrum in front of the net in front of Hutton where he loses the stick. Sod's in there, Beagle's in there. There's a little scrum, he loses the stick and he gets the puck blown by him. And then it was just floodgates after that. Yeah. Um, it five was turnovers. In five minutes. <laughs> Turnovers, poor defensive zone coverage. I mean, missed coverages. The Coyotes couldn't get the puck out of their own zone. And before you know it, it's five straight goals in five minutes and the game's over. Yeah, and they, of course, pulled Hutton. Um, Bamelka stepped in. Third period, they had a, a, a minor offensive resurgence, I guess you could say. Um, but it still didn't, wasn't enough. And I, again, you look at the first period, and even at the start of the second, Kraus scores to make it 2-1. Coyotes, again, we're going to try to find some positives through this season. We've said it from the beginning. We knew this was rebuilding. We knew there was going to be some issues. No surprises there. So we're going to try to find some positives as we go along. And one of the things tonight is I thought the Coyote power play looked good. Yeah. I mean, even the, the second goal is not a power play goal, but it's right as the power play expires. Yeah. Um, so all the work and heavy lifting was done while they were still on the power play. Um they moved the puck well. Shane Gospisbear at the at the point of the power play was outstanding. Yeah, I, I think there were some really good good positives yeah. for him. Um, again, though, it, we got to go back to Carter Hutton. Yeah, and um, looking at the comments, who's better, me or Carter Hutton? I know we can't blame every goal on the goalie, but Hutton. Um, our Discord was asking a lot of questions about him. How much of this was his fault, and how much of this was the fault of the team in front of him in you those know, five minutes, at least? 
I, I think we've said it and people were talking about it in the Discord even late last night on, on my inability to predict who is going to play in goal. <laughs> no, we, we called know, it. We called it by calling it the other way. I know, we called it wrong <laughs> again. And, and it's it's just unfortunate that Carter Hutton just can't seem to get his game going. Yeah. And and there were, even in the first period, I thought I thought he didn't look comfortable. He was still really busy. And when, when we say a goalie is busy, it's they're sliding around their crease. They don't look square, steady, and strong in the net like we saw later in the game with Vimelka. Yeah. Um, I still think, though, if, if they want to have Carter Hutton, I maybe not be their guy, or even if they start rotating, or, or you've got to get him more playing time so he can get himself worked through this. I, I'm going to go out on a limb, Leah, and I'm going to predict the starting goalie for, for Thursday night's contest. And it's, it has to be Vimelka, doesn't it? I mean, we said that on Saturday, and we were wrong. So I would think so. I even felt like once he was in for that third period, and I know you know St. Louis still managed to score was it twice in the third, um, but I still felt, again, that same settled feeling that I felt watching the Sabres game on Saturday, that feeling that the team was a little bit more settled in front of him. And, that, and that's not to say, I mean, I do feel like Carter Hutton did have a couple of good saves um, early on in the game, but that second period, it just was off the rails. But so, you know what? So was the defense. I mean, the defense yeah, really We can't struggled. blame it all. And we can't blame it all on Carter Hutton. Yeah. I mean, clearly not. It, it's you'd like to see the goalie make a save at those points. I mean, it's, it's when you get in those points of a game where you were turning the puck over. Dezingle comes around the back of the net, tries to hit Andrew Ladd on the wing, turns the puck over. At that moment, all Ryan Dezingle wants is his goaltender to bail him out and make a save for him. And those are the saves that, that Carter Hutton isn't making for his teammates right now. And that's real tough. And, and you're right. As, as soon as the goaltending change happened, you saw the spirits lift a little bit, and it looked like a different Coyote team. And, and there, I know, were, there was a moment where you felt like they might have been able to come back in this game. You know, they win the third period. They, they win yeah. the period, third period 2-1. to one. You had some offensive outbursts at that time. They're getting shots on net. They controlled the play at times in the third. But if not for those five minutes in the second, we have a different game. But you, you know the St. Louis Blues are going to come to play. And the first period, honestly... That wasn't the St. Louis Blues that you're accustomed to. The heavy, hard-hitting, controlling the pace St. Louis Blues. We didn't see them till the second period. And that's when, if you get one or two big saves, maybe you can squeak yeah. through that period and, and try to survive that, yeah. that outburst. And they just weren't able to do it tonight. Yeah, definitely. I, I felt like there was a moment where in the second period where you just felt like a, a switch went on for the Blues. And all of a sudden, the Coyotes... There was really like nothing the Coyotes could do. It was an onslaught. Um, Craig had tweeted this earlier, but Hutton has allowed 14 goals in a little less than five periods this season. He has 31 total saves. It's a .691 save percentage. Yeah, and and the, I mean it goes without saying that's not good enough. Yes, I mean that's those aren't National Hockey League numbers, and that's not going to get it done. And this team in the rebuilding mode that they're in, we've all said that they're going to need to have really strong goaltending to stay in games. They just didn't get it tonight yeah. again. Um, but again, let's let's talk about a few things. I thought Lawson Kraus not only looked good on the power play, and he, he gets the goal as that penalty expired um, in the second period, but he sticks up for his teammates, and he gets in a little skirmish fight with, with Buchnevich in the oh, second yeah. after the elbow to Lad's head. Yeah. And, and I think that we've seen that from Kraus for a second, maybe even a third time in this young season where he's sticking up for his teammates. 
and I think that helps bond a group. And we've said this group is tight. They're they're fighting for one another, and they're going to compete for one another. And I thought that was another bright spot of tonight's game is the compete level of Lawson Krause. Definitely. And not only is he showing that compete level for his... Sorry, Darren <laughs> We're getting Pang. a thumbs up Darren from Darren Pang's Pang next door in the in the St. Louis crew. Crashing our oh, live show. See? Oh, he says, great job, Petey. Thank you. Thanks, Painter. <laughs> Crashing the live show, uh, Darren, Darren Pang. Darren Pang. <laughs> the St. Louis Blues. Work, work, work. work. Yeah, he's seen, he's seen, you know, he's always on the phone with his hundreds of friends. He just ran into his hundreds of friends tonight in the press box. Anyway, as I was saying, Lawson Krause, not only is he showing that compete level and that kind of toughness that you want from him, but he's also had a lot of offensive chances this season. And, of course, he got his first goal of the season. Um yeah, positive for Bob is that the Coyotes scored four, and that was something that was missing from Saturday's game yeah. was the offensive output. So, yes, maybe the, the defense and the goaltending wasn't where it needed to be like it was on Saturday, but we did see that offensive uptick that we didn't. Yeah, and, and in the Buffalo game, you just didn't even see the scoring chances. It wasn't like the Buffalo goaltender played well and, and was, was stoning the Coyotes players. They just had no offense. So... To make a couple of passes in a row and get a good attempt at net and, and finally bury a few was great for the Coyotes. Again, we're going to take these baby steps the entire season and we're going to do it all together as a group at PHNX. Group like, therapy, that's exactly. what we're calling it. It's group <laughs> therapy post-game with the Coyotes. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's wrong for right. And I know <laughs> you just, we had a competitive game in the third period. They get two goals late in the third. The crowd was still into it. And you, you look at the fight with three seconds to go. You know, Jacob Chikrin... Gets a little, gets gets the stick in there and emotional, and it's good to see that these guys are still fighting right, literally until the last buzzer. So there are a lot of good positives from tonight. I know if we could erase that five minutes, we would. Um, and now we got to start getting ready for Thursday. Someone said having other people here be sad with me is very cathartic. The only difference, I'll say this: the big difference between the studio show and live from Gila River Arena is no post game beer. I know. I know. Mildly disappointed. Mildly disappointed. <laughs> I know. People were even saying, uh, tweeting at us, like, you're going to need, good thing they let you drink because you're going to need a beer for this one. Well, yeah. we, might, we might have to have one after. But And uh, one other thing I want to say, too, and, and I hope they're listening on their drive home, is Leah, Craig, and myself, and Jacob. Oh, yes. Got a chance to, to meet some of the PHNX faithful out in front of the building tonight. And yeah. uh, I know Cal, we got a picture taken good. with Cal. Yes, um, we'll be doing that again and Dave, for sure. And, and thanks everybody for stopping by. I mean, it's we're having a good time doing yeah. what we do. We do it because we love sports and we love being around people that love sports. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate you stopping by and saying hi and being involved in the member discord and, and talking yeah, to the us. Mem- the member discord was, was going off tonight. Um, also... One of well, someone we met outside was trying to set me up for a perfect DraftKings ad read, and yeah, I completely botched uh, it. Yeah, he said, "Oh, we're lucky." And, and then he looked at me, and I was Leah. like, "What?" And then, and and then he's like, "DraftKings." Right. So, you know, I just wasn't I wasn't in a game mode, and neither were the Coyotes. Yeah, so just weren't ready maybe for that, that should have been read. dramatic foreshadowing of what was to come for the night. But and we will say too, though, that Craig Morgan is still live at Hilo River. Yeah, he will be joining us. What, you know, whatever he feels like. I hope <laughs> he's actually doing his job, yeah. getting all the post-game interviews and yeah. talking to the coach. And, you know, one of the questions I know he was going to ask that came up tonight, and we look at the score sheet, and we talked about the, the success of the Coyotes' power play and how uh, I, I thought Goss' is looking really solid there. He's putting up points now, and the power play looks alive. 
The one thing missing from the Coyotes' power play is Jacob Chikrin. Yeah. Once he's again. The, he's the guy that was at the top of the power play all of last year. You know, five power play goals through last season. And he's not getting his power play time. He's not out on the first unit. He might get the last 30 seconds of the second unit. I'm, I'm surprised. And I think Craig was going to try to ask the coach tonight if, if that's something we can expect all year, if, if that's something that's going to change. I mean, we he was the face of the franchise over the summer. He was in all the media stuff at the NHL. He was, Jacob Chicken was everywhere. And for him not to play on the first power play unit is surprising to me. Yeah, even the intermission video was a Jacob Chicken video. He's still yeah. very front and center. It's just interesting to not see him. Um, DNVR is in the chat. Hi, DNVR. Um, they were tweeting at us yeah. <laughs> a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please tell us. We know. Well, we they, know. well they the got their hands full, hey, too, right now with a couple of injuries and The Avalanche were bad for a long time. They're, they're just a, they're us yeah. in a few years. We'll get there. We'll I'll tell get you there. what, I watched them this week. They're, they're a fun team to watch. <laughs> Big road trip coming up. Yeah. Uh, Hutton, is not, Hutton is not Kemper, I'll, I'll say that. No, but I tell you what, Darcy <laughs> Kemper did not give his best performance in the last game up in Denver either. So, oh, got to get okay. yeah, But I did, and while we're on the topic of former Coyotes, I did get a chance to watch uh, Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland with the Vancouver Canucks uh, this week. Wow, do we miss those guys. I mean, Connor Garland is playing with that same kind of energy and the the pests that we're accustomed to here. He's getting under the skin of the opponents, and, and he was really fun to watch. Got his first goal in Vancouver. Oliver's playing power play penalty kill five on five, getting a lot of ice time there, wearing an A. It's really good to see those guys yeah, having some success. Definitely, there. and that was something that came up um, when we were meeting people outside. It's just everyone's feeling that loss of yeah, Connor Garland. A lot of Garland and, and OAL jerseys yeah, here, lot, for sure. a lot, for sure. And also, you know, on the subject of um, meeting our listeners outside, we saw a few um, PHNX Coyote shirts in the crowd. So thank you to those of you um, who tweeted at us. But I also was walking on the concourse, and I saw someone wearing it, and I stopped him and was like, oh, my God, I love your shirt. So that's so great to see, you know. Yeah, we're, we're trying to find, like we said, we're trying to find the positives. Um, we're building this community together, this group therapy session. We're, we're, we'll make it through. Yeah, but you know what, though? Let's continue to look for positive things. It wasn't, again, I don't know if the score actually reflects the game. I, I don't know if yeah. it's if it's a seven-goal game against. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's what I saw. I mean, there are a few breakdowns, and, you know, we talked Andre Tournier after game one giving up eight. He said there are some things defensively that we need to correct. There's some defensive system stuff we can correct. Today, it's real basic stuff. It's some turnovers. Guys got extended a little long. Basic plays. Like when you get up to the blue line and you need to get a change because you're tired, you need to get the puck in deep. You need to get it behind the opposing goaltender so everybody can get off the ice. Well, Connor Timmons gets up to the blue, fumbles it a little bit. Bad change. Gosh, this has to rush out and he slides past um, the, the St. Louis player and it's in the back of the net again. So it's those little details turnovers dumping the puck in staying out of the penalty box those things are correctable yeah and like I said I mean I think the Coyotes we saw in the first half of the game there I mean there were some good signs there I thought I felt like the game was in their control they had great opportunities um they were they were in it they were in it and it was just came down to those five minutes like we said and if if it wasn't for that this would have been a totally different game and maybe they wouldn't have come away with the victory but it would have it would have been more positive than what we left with but again the Coyotes scored four goals that's more than we can say that they've done all season long in this three games um and 
you know, Vimelka, again, put on another good performance in his one period in two minutes or whatever that was. But And let's look at it. At one point in the third period, it's a 6-4 game. I mean, it's a two-goal game. The difference from what you saw in Columbus is there was no getting their head above water in that game. Yeah. It got out of control and it was gone. Tonight, even you know, in that third period, you get those two goals, you start going, honestly, you start to go, maybe? Yeah, like no, maybe? I honestly, I, I honestly felt that. Yeah, no, truly. Um, and also, I mean, that that Coyote, that Kraus goal in the second period, that was like the passing sequence. That was a tic-tac-toe. Like, there were some beautiful, beautiful plays. There was um, some great opportunities. So, you know, I think it's important to remember that it wasn't all And that passing that. play, Leah, led us to our king of the game. It did. Look at you with the transitions. This is because I'm off my transition game, obviously. I know. Um, And we chose our king of the game for tonight's game is Phil Kessel. Three assists, plus one. He he was almost plus two, and then he was on the ice for the last goal. We need a bigger crown. That is one big head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We can make it happen. Number 81. Two shots on goal. Three assists, and he looked great on the power play. Yeah. And usually when you think of Phil Kessel on the power play, you're looking for his big shot coming off the top of the circle and beating a goalie clean. Today was about moving the puck. He got, yeah. Yeah, maybe his trade, trade, his trade, trade value went whoop in this game. You, he distributed the puck quickly. He made great passes uh, through, like the, the pass to Kraus out in front of the net, on his tape, off his tape. Really nice play uh, by Phil Kessel. And you know what? That's what they need out of him on the power play. We've said it before. If he does nothing five on five, but he produces on the power play. Um, it's a win for the Coyotes. And I thought it was a good game for, for Phil Kessel. And he comes through as our DraftKings king of the game. Definitely. And you can um, check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you sign up using the promo code PHNX and bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and they do, you'll win $200 in free bets. Yeah. So can't miss that offer. Um, we'll I'm sure the Coyotes are not doing themselves any favor on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with their know. odds. But do you think they're going to go, like, oh, they were 0-2-1. Do you think they're going to lose their next game? Like, would they be a good bet for the next game, would you say? Uh, I, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I'll, let's hold off. We'll get it into our podcast. Let's hold okay. off and see what they're going to do with their lineup for Thursday night. And then, and then maybe we'll go from there. I'll tell you what, though. I can't survive another weekend of college football. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just get these dang parlays. You get going and you start building a one, two, three leg, and then it's a four leg. Now it's a five leg parlay. I was hitting. Don't I hit control, one, two, and three. I thought I had it. I had one, two, and three. I had Wisconsin to cover over West Point. Live and learn. I think Derek missed a parlay by half a point. And it's because the Giants went for two instead of when they were down. So, you know, it could be worse. We had lost seven four. It could be worse, but it is easy to use. Um, so be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up using that code PHNX. Bet just five dollars on any NFL team, and if that team wins, you'll score two hundred dollars in free bets. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, Shane had a bad night. Sorry, Shane. Um, and that, yeah, true. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's twenty one and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred. Next step. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And uh, we said we saw those PHNX Coyote shirts um, in the concourse in the crowd on Twitter, and you can get that shirt at the PHNX locker. And right now. 
If you sign up for an annual membership at gophnx.com and use the code COYOTES2021, you will get a $60 gift card to the PHNX Locker, which will get you two shirts. It's an amazing deal. The Coyote shirt just restocked this week. Make sure you get it. They are flying did off the shelf. I ordered mine. So you ordered I. yours. Mine's I know a lot of people did. Um, I was super jealous. Yeah, such, yeah such a good deal. So don't miss that offer right now. Uh, code Coyotes2021 when you sign up for the annual membership at gophnx.com. Of course, a membership gets you access to all the stories behind the paywall, including Craig's, which, you know, he, he's the guy. I know. He's the guy. Although, he's... We, I'd have to say, Leah, you and I are feeding him pretty good tonight. His <laughs> article is going to be sprinkled with Steve yeah, and did Leah you, tomorrow. If you didn't look on Twitter, PD had the whiteboard out. I know. He was doing in-game analysis. So where do you yeah. think where do you think Craig gets all that inside hockey scoops? It was Leah and myself. There you have it, folks. Him. And we can say whatever we want because he's not here yet. <laughs> well, let's look ahead to, to Thursday really quick. We've got the Edmonton Oilers coming in. Dave Tippett's bringing the Oilers in. High-flying Connor McDavid. Um, you know, you've, <laughs> you've, got, you've got a team that can score goals, and you've got Mike Smith, who's been able to play well in this building throughout his career. Oh, it doesn't get any easier. I, I know that. The one, yeah. the one advantage for the Coyotes looking into Thursday is the depth of the Oilers is not what you see from the depth of the St. Louis Blues. I don't think lines one through four, the Oilers are quite as strong um, as what the St. Louis Blues are. Again, their top end is top end. Like, there's not even... It's the best players in the world yeah. are playing for yeah. the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll wait to see who the goaltender is for the Coyotes, who changes in the lineup. Um, but it's going to be in another exciting tilt here at, at Gila River on Thursday. Yeah, for sure. Craig just texted that he's on his way up. So if there's anything else we want to say, well, I better. Do, do <laughs> I have to do my work? Here. Do I have to sell ads? Right now? Yeah, but we don't have to do it right now. We can. We should do it when Craig's here. I think he would oh, really okay. enjoy Let's that. So we can wait for Craig. Um, I'm just. The, the well, I'm interested to see what what, what the coach has to say after that yeah. game because really they at through 20 minutes. They look great through 30 minutes. They were the better team. Yeah. And it, we've said that twice out of the three games that through 30 minutes, the Coyotes were the better team. And here they are winless now through three. Um, I know that's probably okay when you look at the, the race for right. Um, but it's still frustrating because I think they have deserved better through three games. Um, let's hope they continue. The problem now is once you get these losses, it gets harder in the room. Coaches start coaching a little more. Players start grabbing the stick a little bit tighter. You start losing's tough, man. Losing's really tough. Yeah. So now you start pointing fingers at teammates. You start you start bringing that attitude home. It's it's hard. It's hard to stop a streak. And and I I saw it here with with Rick Tockett when he started o- taking over this team. They had one win in the first twenty games with Rick Tockett at the helm, and it yeah. was painful. And it was difficult, and it was hard to go to work. They can't let that kind of attitude permeate into the room right now. They have to be able to get over it. They've got to have something to hang their hat on. They need to get a win. Yeah. Yeah, they for sure do. Um, Some comments. Need Shane Wright to continue the strong Coyote bloodline of legends named Shane. I've said that before. Um, Not you, Shane Diefenbach. I know you're watching. (laughs) Um, The shirt shirt looked good. Not the game. Very true. Um, Well, there were some good things in the game. Um, Oh, yeah. Do you think Buchnevich is going to get a suspension from that? Yeah, I think he has to. I I think when you see a headbutting incident, a helmet to to Krause's face, I think it has to be a suspension. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they avoid it. That's egregious. That's intent to injure. Um, 
I don't know what his Buchnevich's history is for suspensions, and I know that the the NHL looks at those type of things too. Yeah. But I'd have to think he's going to get a suspension from this. Um, something I want to ask about you about Christina though. She's yeah. got the margarita going on the patio <laughs> with her yacht shirt. Yeah, please send us. I know. Please send us some marks. Wearing her yacht shirt oh, on her man. patio with a mark. Oh, that's that's how I want to be right Christina, now. Christina, you win. Yeah, seriously. Um, Petey, one thing that you mentioned um, at some point during the game was the way that the systems differed, that Dave Tippett had it one way, Tockett had it another, and now Coach Turney is kind of back to the way that Dave Tippett had it. Can you explain what, yeah, what you meant by that? Yeah, one of the that? plays we, we talked about through the neutral zone, and I, when we're playing between the blue lines, one thing that Dave Tippett played, he played a very defensive style of hockey. So when you think of the team coming at you, like the Blues coming at the Coyotes, you'll see the two defensemen backing up, skating backwards. But in Tournier's system, you'll see that third forward, they call the third high forward. He'll be also skating backwards, almost like a little triangle. looks like we call it a wedge coming through the neutral zone. It's a very defensive posture. It's defense first. It's to play safe through the neutral zone. That's very similar to the way Dave Tippett coached, having that triangle, three guys skating backwards through the neutral zone. With Rick Tockett's system, he never wanted a forward skating backwards between the blue lines. Rick Tockett wanted forwards attacking the puck. He didn't want you waiting the puck to come to you. So it's a much different style on on an aggressive behavior through the two blue lines. And again, the one thing that makes it easier for Coach Tournier is, is... most of these players didn't play for Rick Tocking. Yeah. I mean, most of these forwards were in a different system with a different coach for a different team. Well, <laughs> the, here he is. Everybody's been waiting. The minions can now put down their drinks. Hey. <laughs> Change the channel. Oh, oh my gosh. He's here. Greg is back in. I feel like we just had this kind of discussion a few days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so my uh, first wow. question to you, Craig, is what, what was the mood like? For the post games, not good. Yeah, not good. That five minute stretch just killed them. And as Andre said, you know, you 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 can go one of two ways when you have a situation like that. You can either dig in and solve it, or you can just lose your composure, get emotional, and then you have what we had there: five goals in a what was it a five oh seven span, and the game was over. I mean, yeah. they tried to battle back. They had a little spark in the third period, but you're not coming back from a four goal deficit at that point in the <laughs> NHL. And that's one of the things we said is we tried to find some positives every time after these games. We're going to really try. We've got our group therapy. We're going to look for our positives. We thought the power play looked good. We talked about, you know, the puck movement, the ability to score on the power play finally. But we did mention the absence of Jacob Chicken on the power play. And that surprised us. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm still, you know, it wasn't the right time to ask about that, uh, especially because the power play is clicking a little bit right now. Yeah, you can the power see play some, did have some success. You can see some chem- chemistry between yeah. Shane Gossespierre, Phil Kessel. Yeah, sharp. Yeah, the unit really looks did. pretty good right now, but you've got your best player, the guy, the one guy that we know that they're keeping around for the long term, sitting on your second power yeah, play unit right exactly now. that's literally exactly what we said. Uh, you know, it, it, and aside from that, the way this team is playing right now, you get you get the few guys that might be around for the long term here, PD. You wonder about their confidence. Do they get just get used to losing, yeah. being in this environment? And if you're not giving Jacob Chikrin a taste of things like playing on the power play, what's he going to build off of? Look, Jacob Chikrin also wants to play for Canada at the Olympics. If he's getting in situations like this, where he's a, I think he was a minus three at one point tonight, he's not playing on the power play. Is he going to be on that roster? It's going to be a tough yeah, season for him. And you've got to look at an offensive style player. 
yeah. not getting the ability to put numbers on the board because he's not on the power play. Like he collected, five, what did we say, five power play goals last year? Yeah. Those are goals you don't get playing five on five. He yeah. still led the team in minutes played. Um, he's on the ice a lot. We're not saying they're not getting him over the boards to play, but those are minutes that last year you looked at his shot from the from the top of the power play was beating goalies clean. It was a threat on the power play. Gosses Bear is delivering the puck. I think he's moving the puck well. I just don't think he's the same threat that Chikrin is up from the top. That's all. Um, there's a, a question in the chat. If the Coyotes are this bad, um, at what point do some of the players start wanting out? I can't imagine it's easy to deal with games like this. I mean, I know it's only the third game, but how, yeah. just on a on a psychological level, <laughs> how do you get through this? Yeah, well, Phil Kessel already wants out. We all know yeah. that. He did so, a good job of uh, well, helping you know, his trade maybe, stock. Maybe he did help his way out. Yes, yeah, yeah that's, he's got to produce points uh, and, and help on the power play. So maybe he is helping himself out of town. But as far as the other guys, look, there are a lot of these veterans that are on one-year deals. They know if they play well, if they produce, they might get a chance at the trade deadline. They might head to a team that's actually competing for a cup or at least for a playoff spot. So that's their way out, but you can't you, you can't just become. You know, and I don't think they have the type of players that are going to do this anyway. They brought in character guys because they knew this was going to be a tough season. So you can't if you start losing like this, you can't just start pouting and and you know being a bad teammate, being a bad guy around the room. That's not going to get you out of town. That's just going to get you up in the press box for games. Yeah, but I don't get a sense. Do you, Craig? Though that I don't get a sense of that's what's happening. No, like, not at all. You saw the fight right up to the literally till the end yeah. of the yeah, buzzer. This is a really physical. This game. This team's competing. They're playing for one another. They're battling for one another. And there's no quit on the offensive side. We saw two goals in the third period. They just need to get honestly. They need to get better goaltending for a longer stretch of time and they have to clean up their defensive zone play and that means turnovers and that means defensive zone coverage and reads and one of the things you can always fall back on in the defensive zone is communication they've got to have more talk honestly we should hear it from up here in the press box on who's got who and who's covering who and there were just too many times today in the defensive zone just in that period where guys were just left all alone in the slot how much of that is new faces new system and how much of it is just like you said, a lack of communication, a lack of focus in the game. You know, it, it's always easy to go back to the system. It always is. And and there are some things clearly that can be based on old system versus new system. Who is supposed to go in this situation? I'm in the net front defenseman. Do, am I allowed to go in the corner and battle for a puck? Well, it depends on my system. So some of those things, like at the, at the goal where you, you saw Ladd out in front um, with Dezingle, right. player left all alone in the slot, Chikrin is in, in that front. Well, what's Chikrin's job there? Is he supposed to go behind the net and help Strollman? Well, he didn't. He passed Roussel. He said, Roussel, go, go, go. I don't know the rules. So I, that that's a system mistake. Yeah. But between Dezingle and Ladd, they have to communicate who's covering the man in the slot. That's a communication issue, not a system issue. So I think it's a little bit of everything. And the inability to manage the puck in the defensive zone really came back to haunt them, too. Yeah. Turning the pucks over, having pucks on their stick that bounce over. And I'll, I'll go to, to Schmaltz. Not only in the defensive zone where he's bouncing over his stick, if he bears down in front of the net, what, three goals maybe tonight? Like three really, really good looks tight in the crease. Either he doesn't bear down and get it over a pad or it just bounces over his stick. We've talked about his jam and his ability to get into the game earlier in the year. He needs to bear down. Those have to be goals in games like this. Yeah, there was a lot of bouncing pucks tonight. <laughs> I felt like there was like just every opportunity was. 
it was it, oh my god that's the arena too that's yeah, the size welcome to the ice and yeah river. exactly it's, yeah. it's part of having and again all those new faces you know they're not maybe not as used to right, the ice right. maybe that home ice advantage is in there yet this was the home you know the first game after all so i gotta ask you guys you must have talked about this already but what do you do about carter hutton at this so, point as, as listen yeah. all three people that we interviewed down there andre turigny shane goss clayton keller also said that's not on him at all we left him out to dry at the same time when you get in a stretch like that where your team is breaking down, you need your goalie to make a couple of those saves to rescue you, and he's not making those saves. What do you do right now with him? It's just two games in, but he's given up 14 goals in a little less than five periods. You know, I, I, you and I both, I had a much different level. Everybody relaxed. Much different. We both played goal before, so you're trying to look. And, People and were in the comments saying you should put on your pad. You try to, you try to look and go, okay, there's two schools of thought here. It's time to see Vimelka step up and start a game right now. I, I don't know how he doesn't start a go against the Edmonton Oilers. I don't know how yep. the team looks seriously at the head coach on the bench on Thursday yeah. if it's Carter Hutton. I don't know how you don't I don't I don't know how you prepare for the game if it's not the other guy. Everybody knows it. Having said that, Carter Hutton is better than this. Like we saw him play the game in LA in preseason where he was the MVP of the game in the first star. He's better than this. How do you get him back to playing like that? Is by playing. He's not going to get better sitting on the bench. So at some point, he's got to find his game if this team's going to get wins. Yeah, we did say that on Saturday, we were positive that Vimalka was going to start this game. And then we said, well, of course, that means we're going to be wrong. And of course, we were. Yeah. So then we said, Vimalka has to start Thursday, but we are not doing so hot. So I, I don't know. I think you're finally going to strike on this one. I think you're going to hit <laughs> on this bet. I, I think Vimalka is going to play in that game. Here's here's how I look at this, too, with Carter Hutton. You're right. Yeah, you can't write him off after two games, even though they've been two yep. god-awful games. Um, he's going to get back in the net. What you know with with a long week of practice, maybe you let him have some time with Corey Schwab to work on some of the details right now. Say, okay, you're not going to be in Thursday, but you're getting the game on Saturday against the Islanders. So let's zero in on some things. You're going to be back in the net in you know in several days. Maybe that's the way to approach. Yeah, this and, at this and maybe point. if you've got that that goal or that sight set later in the week, that makes some sense. And I know getting with Corey and getting some one on one time just to clean some things up. Mm-hmm. I know. I know it helps. I mean, that's that's why they hire a goalie coach. That's what Corey Schwab's here to do, to work on those little details and get him ready. I do see a hard work week for Carter Hutton ahead, um, and putting him in uh, on Saturday against the Islanders does make some sense to me if you planned it out. And I know, you know, that there's going to be a situation where both of these guys are going to play in the near future. They're both going to get games. I still think you have to go to Bumelka on Thursday. Yeah, Pete, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, and it, you, look, we can we can dive into the uh, video a little bit more after this game, but are you seeing anything in particular in his game right now that's leading to this lack of success? You know what? We, we talked about before he came up here, we talked about being a busy goaltender. Yeah. And you'll see the difference if you get a chance to look at Vamelka versus Hutton. He's, we call it sliding around or he's moving around his crease a little bit. He's even sliding outside of his blue. So Vamelka's square to the shooter, his feet are stationary, and he's not moving a lot around the net. He seems very compact and tight in his crease. Mm -hmm. Carter Hutton just looks busy to me right now. And I know it's harder to find the puck when you're moving around that much. I'm not as familiar with Carter Hutton and his body of work, so I don't know if he is a busier guy that likes to get out of his crease, like like quick, like a a goalie like that that's a little more active. Um, I don't know if he's tracking the puck very well. It doesn't look like he's seeing it. I know he's screened a lot. There's bodies in front of him. Um, 
hopefully he can fight through this little blip on the screen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Tough to evaluate a guy with it again. I, I, like I said, you you got to make a couple of those saves. You got to find a way as a goaltender. But man, with the team with the types of breakdowns that he's seeing in front of him and then just coming like staccato, it was crazy to watch yeah. that stretch of the game. But we saw this last year with the Rick Tockett coach team. Don't you think that we saw those? hanging into a game, being around a game, and then one or two defensive breakdowns and it's in your net. Yep. And I think that that was the turn in a lot of games late in the year when they looked like they might be a playoff team last year. That again, those, those few defensive zone breakdowns, no matter how egregious they were, seem to always find the back of the net. And that's the same thing we're seeing right now. It's not... Except it's, it's coming in fives. If you get that one save, though, maybe you don't have the second or the third, right? Yeah, maybe it doesn't yeah. fall off the rails. Maybe you, you right the track or get the train back on quicker if you don't give up that first one. So let's hope. Again, I was pleased with the offensive output. The power play looked good. I like the physical play of this team. There's a lot of compete in this group. Let's hope that translates into wins at some point. Yeah, and the, the St. Louis Blues Twitter said uh, that was their first time with five goals in period since 2019, and they joked, which was a very good year for them. Yeah, so, when they won the cup, yeah. yeah. Um, but we also said before you got here, you know, there was, there was a moment in the third period where you thought the Coyotes maybe could right. come back and maybe not tied or win it but they were they were back like they were the, buzzing i know yeah i did lean over to pd and say seven four final even when yeah. i cut it to six four but Man. yeah i just didn't see them coming back all the way not the way they were playing okay i i don't mean to make comparisons between teams because we, when you're talking about different personnel different staff different character everything but you were a part of that october in rick Tockett's first season as the coach here when they simply didn't win a game yeah. <laughs> until the very last last game of the month how long before you know you you talk about the fight in this team? You talk about the character. They're still doing all the right things. How long before guys lose faith when it's, you just keep stacking up the losses? It's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard. It's a, it's a snowball that just starts to roll downhill and gets bigger and bigger. And you know it. You know it going into the game. You don't talk about it, but everybody's thinking. Even when you get a lead, you go, "What's going to happen next?" Hmm. What, what's going to happen in Philadelphia they finally looked like they were going to get a win two goal lead with a minute to go in the game going to get a win I remember that and it goes to overtime like yes. it's just I remember deleting my entire story yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so those are the kind of games that make producers go crazy so those <laughs> you, you do it's hard losing breeds losing and winning breeds winning when you're on a winning streak puck bounces your way it, it goes your way. The call goes your way. It bounces off the glass and into the net. Like those things happen when you're winning. And when you're losing, it's just hard to get it back on track. And there is going to be a fear here. I know that there's the positive in the third period and they got those two goals. Thank goodness, because I think you can still walk away with a, a little bit of a positive feeling from this. This team needs to get some success for as hard as they are working or it is going to get difficult because then you start going, why am I working so hard? Yeah. If, what's it for? What's the point? Where are we going to go? We're just going to lose again anyway. They need to get some success soon, and I'm not sure when it comes. Somebody said uh, this feels different than the talk at losing stretch because these losses, many felt like we could have won and had some bad luck, maybe. In in this stretch? I mean, and, and we'll talk about it too. The, the one thing, and if I can go back to that year, th that was a major change of structure and system. Mm -hmm. We talked about this the change in structure and system, but most of these players didn't play for Andre Turney last year right. or for Rick Tockett. Right. They're new. Yeah. Most of those players played for Dave Tippett, who is really well liked by his players, yep. played a very defensive first system, and Rick Tockett, completely the other way, 
play fast, move the puck up the ice, and play offensive. And it was an adjustment. And I, and I think not making excuses, but it took time for those guys to develop a comfortability with that. You, you don't have time in a hockey game to go, okay, should I go here right. or do I go think. this way? By yep. the time you do that, yep. you've made a mistake. So under Rick Pocket's system, I need to go this way. And Dave Tippett's, I stand this way. By the time I think, it's too late. And that mistake has happened. So it did take time for that system to develop and play Rick Tockett style of hockey. I don't think that's what's happening here. I see a team that is trying to play Andre Turney hockey. They're playing competitive. They're hard on the puck. Difficult to play against at times. Physical, fast. That's what he wants. It's just they're not getting the defensive stops that they need. And I don't just mean goaltending stops. I mean defensive stops where they're not stopping the offensive team from possessing the puck. Yeah. Um, some some other positives that I just want to bring up. Aaron, will you scroll up to some earlier comments? Because people were commenting, Craig, your hair, your tie. Yeah, there's a lot of tie comments. A, a lot a lot of comments about, uh, oh, Craig's looking sharp. Can you tell us about your tie? You, you want me to actually look at my label and tell you where this tie is from? Oh, there okay. he goes. Inside, this is yeah. the true insider stuff yeah, you're getting at PHNX. No, here's, here's the other problem with asking me about this. Exactly. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't read the label. So. <laughs> Seriously? We're going to have to get back to you on that one, but I'm glad you like my tie. Oh, my gosh. And we actually we went outside before the game tonight um, to have a meet and greet with some fans. And it was uh, was very windy. So (laughs) I think I think, Mac, Michaela, you you planned it and you wanted my hair. Yeah, we we coordinated with the weather. That's what this was all about. (laughs) He was late. He was rushing out the door and grabbed the wrong wig. (laughs) <laughs> this is, this is it. Saturday Saturday night. Or maybe he looks maybe he looks so sharp because he's using manscaped. manscaped. He's groomed. Oh no. He's well groomed. Oh, no. And we saved. Did you already do that read? No. We have not. We waited oh, for you. <laughs> because I don't know if you heard. Have you written a new one, Pete? I did. How do you do? How I don't do you, know if you heard the sun. You tell me you're not a writer yet. He's pulled out his laptop, everyone. Yes. They actually I have to get it to Espo. He's those that was he well is done. now taking it to a new level. <laughs> it's so, very meta. <laughs> so now I'm starting to give titles to my reads. Last one was the Field of Dreams. Oh my God. This one is Opening Night. Oh boy! Okay, <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine where this is. Support going. for the PHNX Coyotes postgame show is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Their fourth generation performance package gets your package ready for Opening Night. When the preseason over is over and it's finally showtime. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com and use the code PHNX for 20% off and free shipping. (laughs) Guys, you know what it's like when you're in the preseason, the dress rehearsal? It's dinners and movies and date nights. But when it finally comes time for opening night, You want to make sure your leading man is ready for the performance. Oh, my. When the director yells action, don't be caught off guard. Make sure you are looking and feeling your best. Manscaped.com has a full line of personal grooming products that will help your star shine. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at Manscaped.com. Keep the star of the show trimmed, fresh, and clean with Manscaped. Make every night feel like opening night. When the curtain drops and the spot, spotlight goes on, make sure you can say, all right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Manscaped.com. No nicks, no cuts, no fuzzy nuts. Oh, oh boy. Bye.
yeah. God. Yeah. Tears on my face. <laughs> Petey, I feel like you're emerging. <laughs> this is crazy. He sat in the writer's row in the press box, and now he's a writer. Yeah, for when did you write that? What's that? When did you write I that? I wrote that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, How's your family feel about these reads? <laughs> well, I, well, yeah, well, I did send okay. that with all my Iowa people. I did send the Iowa one back. Was, oh, my fun. gosh. Well done. Once again. <sighs> oh, my God. Oh. Go ahead, Leah. Oh, yeah. See, Nighthawk? It's Night your Hawk. job no, to take us out of Nighthawk. She's saying they saying work it. on women, too. You're in charge of the next read. No. <laughs> oh, no. <my>. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was... I well, mean, I don't even know. <laughs> did we survive another one? We did. We, we did. We did. It's and just the cleaning crew and yeah. producers. Yeah, no Zambonis anymore. And Mac huh? is still here tweeting. They're all yeah. crying also. <laughs> They're all crying. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, if you're not following PHNX Sports on Instagram, um, we had some amazing behind-the-scenes video um, and content that our uh, head of social media, Michaela, was here doing. So definitely check that out. Our, our Instagram um, is doing amazing. So if you're not following, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> if you're not following um, PHNX Sports on Instagram, be sure to do so. Um, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook all of it um and of course check out our twitter at phnx underscore coyotes we need more followers we need more followers and you know why by this point yes and if you don't know why then scroll scroll back and and find out why um and maybe it will happen on this very right here yeah. who knows mm-hmm. who knows, who who knows? knows? <sighs> um and just one more time, be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app um right now if you sign up using the code phnx and place a five dollar bet on an NFL team and they win, you'll score $200 in free bets. So that's, that's a great offer this week. Um, I'm waiting for college football. 200. Waiting for college football. Yeah. Okay. Back, no, yeah, I, I, I'm back to 200. Addicted. So before we let everyone go, I just have a thought. Oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> Who's going to be uh, defending Connor McDavid when the Edmonton Oilers come to town on Thursday? <sighs> Dave Tippett, Mike Smith. And Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Here we go. Edmonton Oilers in town on Thursday. Yeah. And I'll be back here after the game yes. to talk about it. Only this time, at least Lee and I will have beer. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, and we might need it. Hope, hopefully we don't need it and it can just be an, an enjoyment. It. Or maybe we should have we margaritas like, <laughs> like in our comments there. Oh, my god. Whatever goodness. we do, we're going to do it all together. Yes. We said before you got here, this yep. is group therapy. This is, we're going to get through it together. Okay. But I'll be here and you guys are yeah, back exactly. in the studio. We'll do it all so. together. How does that work exactly? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> sun, the sun show had group therapy today. None of you too. will be here, will you, to help me out on Thursday, right? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you money like for it. a beer. That's how it works here at PHNX. <laughs> so you can get a your Hefeweizen. Heffy, my Heffy. That's right. Grand Canyon, right? Oh, yeah. We're we getting sent we beer and we met him before the game Pretty outside. Um, we're getting sent a care package with beer and that is exactly <laughs> the kind of care package. Good, and I'm just laying it out there right now that right the now, growler so. of Heffy is mine. Nobody <laughs> touches that. Yeah, yeah. There it so is. Just, it's out there. So now if, if you <laughs> if you heard that and still do it, Craig's on to you. Um, once again, thank you so much to our production team who set this all up. Um, thank you, everyone at the Coyotes who made this happen. Craig, Petey, our first live show from the arena. We did it. We did it. All right. Cheers, everyone. We'll see you next post game. See you next time.